welcome to And It's Writing, a tipsy writing podcast for one of our mini episodes. Every other Friday, you can also join us at 7.30 Eastern on Twitch for a live stream. To see the upcoming schedule, check out our website at anditswriting.com. That's one word, no spaces. I'm Avery Ames, writer of adult fantasy. And I'm DC McNaughton, speculative and historical fiction writer. So grab a drink, pop in your earbuds, and enjoy today's episode. Hi, so today we're going to talk about how we craft or develop characters when we are creating our stories. So um, this is kind of at the very beginning when you're starting to like everything's starting to percolate and you get your idea for your story. How do you first start developing your characters? (laughs) First thing I do is, um, well, not plot related. Like Mm -hmm. I, I like what uh what disease or queer leanings am i going to give this character (laughs) because see i personally can't like like i like i need a character like that i want to take care of (laughs) so like i i immediately start ruining their life to see which way i can ruin it that seems most beneficial to my feelings (laughs) as a person like how can i like i you know, I just started drafting out a book that I have already drafted once before, and and I and I now have different characters I'm working with, and I'm like, okay, how can I ruin these characters' lives so that I can take care of them? <laughs> and I don't know if that's normal, but uh, that's that's the first thing I do. I start I I start deciding how I'm going to break them so that I can fix them throughout the story, and. Yeah, I really like doing that. It's fun. I think that's actually really good, like an interesting way to think about it, because it is like, what what is their arc going to be? Mm-hmm. And you kind of build them around what this this arc is that you have in your head, which actually is kind of what I do too, because I usually start by exploring some sort of character flaw, which is part of the mm-hmm. arc in the book that I finished most recently. One of the character flaws was like this perfectionism. And mm-hmm. what I called the former gifted kid syndrome. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there was another character that had dealt, who had like a very impetuous personality <laughs> in another book. Yeah. And so I, yeah, I usually start with like a flaw that I'm like, hey, this is an interesting character flaw that I want them to address throughout the story. And or like you said, some sort of other challenge that I want them to address. And then that's how I very start the baseline of their character. Yep. Yeah. And, and like, I'm, I'm very much the same. Whereas like, sometimes it doesn't have anything to do with the arc though. Like for instance, like I've, you know, each of my characters is broken in some way. I don't always fix it because sometimes you can't, you know, sometimes a character is broken and they're broken forever and that's okay. Sometimes the arc is like realizing that. Yeah. 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 I do, I do have, so right now I'm working on a book where one character has a drug addiction they break. Um, but the other character, like for instance, he is, um, he's one of those people and I can't remember the word for it right now. There is an actual word for this that can't read people's faces. They have no facial recognition or like emotions. And like, he never, mm-hmm. like, he never has any self-realization of like, he knows he has the problem, but he doesn't ever try to fix it. He doesn't, you know, it, it, it is just there in the background as he is being a character and nothing really ever happens with it. So like it's, it can go two different ways. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes it becomes part of the arc and, and, and sometimes it doesn't, but I do find that like, you know, cause I'm kind of a broken different person. Mm-hmm. So like, if I don't, 
break my characters in some way. And I say broken, but what I mean is just make them awesome uh, <laughs> by giving them good flaws. Um, that kind of attaches me to them. And then from there, I can be like, okay, what are the other things that they can do? What, wh how does this arc pan out? Um, and I, I, um, after I figured, after I figured out how to connect myself to my character, I basically start following the, I think Brandon Sanderson did the like three, the three layers of yeah. characters, like the, the sliding scales. I think it's proactivity, like ability and competency, I think competence yeah and like and then from there like you and i actually made that list mm -hmm. of questions that we ask ourselves about our characters i do that every time i build a character i, I open that damn thing even if it's for like dungeons and dragons <laughs> i open that character sheet up and i answer the questions and boy does it help yeah i feel like we could probably put that on our website we do we, we have <laughs> it on the website is it, oh is mm -hmm. it on the website good good i'll put a link in the show notes for this page that thing is so helpful. Like I, you know, I, I always go to it and then I feel like, okay, my develop my development is starting, but then further development happens in the rough draft. And sometimes you have to change some things and you know, that's, that's okay. Like you can change things after you've developed them, but you know, it starts at that like first thing. Yeah. My characters, my, my side characters usually come to me more developed. My main character, I think they're developed. <laughs> until I get partway through that first draft and they always give me problems as I start getting into the book. And I think it's because usually I have an idea of who I want them to be. And then I start putting them into the book and I realize that's not who they actually need to be. And it usually takes me a few runs at yeah. it to get a good grasp on who they are. Um, and that's part of just being a semi-pantser. Planser. No, I do the same thing. You know, sometimes you, you're writing the story and yeah, so sometimes you have the horny character and the horny character doesn't want to be horny anymore. And so you take the horniness away and then you have no horny characters <laughs> in your book because that's what the book wants. And you listen to the book because the book, the book knows everything is correct. And you're the book knows more than you <laughs> and you have to listen. <laughs> you do. And sometimes that's a very hard lesson to learn. Uh, for me, especially when it comes to characters, because I mean, you were you were there when I was struggling with this. The most recent book that I drafted and finished, the the I wanted my main character to be like really kind of very clever and outsmarting everyone, and it just was not working. And I kept trying and I kept trying, and I did research, and finally I was just like, this is just not what this story wants. This is not who this character wants to be. I just have to like let go of what I wanted her to be. <laughs> yep. Yep. Sometimes you're like, oh, I got to save that character for another story. Mm -hmm. And it sucks. Yeah. I literally had a situation where I built this character up from the ground and I've had this character forever. He's a pirate. It's for my pirate book I, that I might not write for quite a few <laughs> years because pirates are, I don't know. Like right now they're kind of overwhelming because there's so many good pirate stories. But anyway, uh, I had this character and I built him up to be a pirate and I was like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do all this stuff with him. And then like I had this dream about like the fixes that I was going to make to the story. And then I realized that the characters in that dream, which were so good, I was like, well, 
Those are completely different. Oh, no. So I think I now have two different books. Oh, no. And so, like, it, like, split. And I was like, well, like, literally the character, like, I have doesn't fit into that story that I dreamt of. And I'm like, I really like the story I dreamt of. I want to do that story. So I, like, had to be like, well, I guess one pirate book's going to have to not be a pirate book. And, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Probably not making much sense here. No, it does. Because, yeah, sometimes you do. You come up with, like, a character. And, for example, my, like, super smart, outthinking everybody, very, like, manipulative character. I had to, like, push her aside. But I have another project that's kind of baking that I still need to do some research for. And I think that she might end up in that one. <laughs> so it does happen. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to move them into a different book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you have to write more books super scary yeah you'll always be writing more books what is it always be yeah. closing always be writing but definitely there's a lot of a lot of character development just in the first rough draft yeah and sometimes there is so much character development and i think we've both had this happen where like we'll be like halfway through a rough draft and we'll be like okay this character is no longer the character that we started mm -hmm. with and you actually have to end up like you have to write the ending really fast and then you go back. <laughs> yes. I don't, don't want to be like, oh, no, no, go to the go back before you write the ending. No, no, don't do that. Because the thing is, you're going to get wrapped up in that portal where you keep going back to the beginning of the book and not finishing it. So write the ending first really quick. Even if it's just like two paragraphs, it explains how the character gets from the middle of the book to the end of the book. You have to write the mm -hmm. ending. So write the ending and then you end up having to go back because you realize that the, the character is different now. Probably because they're more developed. Yeah. And now you're like, I gotta, I gotta start over and like make this character at the beginning the way they are now because I like them much better now that I spent some time with them. Have you ever had this is kind of a related question, one of those characters who in the middle of a story developed like a sudden weird trait that you did not expect just out of the blue? Oh hell yeah. <laughs> just like all of a sudden you're like, oh wow, this character really has like a bug phobia. I didn't know that. Where did that come from? I guess. Yeah. Okay. Oh, remember when I was working on my wishes book and I had that cat character who I was with the whole story and he basically lived alone and whatever. And then like halfway through the story, he was actually like, well, actually I have a dad and actually he has Alzheimer's. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I, wow. I had forgotten that the dad was not originally part of that. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, he actually became like a huge story plot, like a like a plot like thing. And I like I was like, I don't know. I feel like I don't want him living alone. He doesn't like living alone. And then like he ended up having this dad with Alzheimer's and it ended up bringing a lot of color mm -hmm. to the book. And actually, you know, a trait that was missing became a lot of the plot of the yeah. final version. So like, you know, sometimes that happens and you have to listen, you know, you have to open your, your mind and listen to these characters when they're telling you stuff. Because if something feels wrong in the first or second draft, chances are it's something's not quite right, you yeah. know? Yeah, I had a character recently who actually went all the way to the seventh draft with a trait and then I got rid of it in the seventh draft. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, it was uh, you know, the one that I got the agent with and I decided to, like, remove one of his big things i don't even remember what it was anymore <laughs> books fry your brain <laughs> i don't even know anymore but it was like a it was a huge part of the character and it had been a huge part of the character for close to 15 years like in my head this character had this thing going on 
And then I got to the final draft and I was like, oh my God, there's not room for this. And I had to, I had to take it out. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, it was weird. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I do or need needed to address about developing characters and building and crafting characters other than just the general advice of like, please make them dimensional. <laughs> give, <laughs> give them flaws and good traits. Everybody's, we contain multitudes. Make sure your characters contain multitudes. They can contain contradictory multitudes. That's always fun. I think on our, on our list, it says two flaws and two, two good mm -hmm. traits and two flaws. And like, sometimes the flaws can be part of the good traits and vice versa, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, every once in a while that happens and also know where those flaws and good traits came from, how they got them and what they do with them. Like make, make them involved in the story. Yeah. This is actually our time to shout out the thesaurus is this. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Our favorites, uh, the positive yeah. trait thesaurus, the negative trait thesaurus. Um, what do we have? The emotional wound thesaurus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and oh the emotion thesaurus which isn't actually as good for development that's for a writing thing but yeah the positive trait negative trait thesaurus i actually use every time i make characters that's the that's where i pick the list of the good and negative traits from the good and bad traits they are by angela ackerman and becca it's p-u-g-l-i-s-i -I. I do not know how to pronounce it one of these days i will look it up uh, when I'm wrecking them, maybe I maybe I email her and ask her to come <laughs> on and, and and interview with us, and we'll ask her how she pronounces her name. But yes, these books all have they'll have a trait like ambitious, um, and then they'll explain like the types of people that usually have these traits, what type of background usually leads to these traits, what other types of personality traits they might have conflict with, and kind of you can kind of start building a little bit of a web from there. And that usually helps me if I have a character that feels too perfect or a character that just feels like they're a hot mess. I can be like, okay, well, let me look through here and give them a bad trait or a good trait if they have too many of one of the other ones. And guys, these books are so legitimate. Like, I cannot tell you, like, they don't leave anything out. Like, they put the bad stuff in there. They put the they put the rape victims in there. They put the they put the um the child incest people in there. Like the they and they did their research. Like they they really did their research so that you can sort of get a glance at sort of some you know what those what those sort of people sort of deal with so that you can do further research. Mm -hmm. They're just amazing books and you know choosing two and like two flaws and then two good things like like seriously it works so well and you can work it out as you build your story mm -hmm. you know if it's not working yeah and you can find how they'll play off of each other like for example a character who is a perfectionist would also be a character who can be very driven and very like goals oriented mm -hmm. and gets things done but then also has this like perfectionism that is a flaw in how they perceive things and so you can see how they kind of weave and play together and I think that's actually in the book, too. I think it's like, here are negative traits that are associated with this positive trait, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's really, really cool. Like, seriously, go and purchase these books by the dozens. I I use them all the time. And my D&D &D mm -hmm. friends, like, I'm a DM, you know, I'm a dungeon master. And I, I tell people that if they're going to play in my game, they have to choose two from these books. Like, I'm a mm -hmm. real, I, I stand up for these books. That it's just they're amazing. And I definitely am like, yes, go purchase them, use them to develop your characters, use them to start digging. It is a, the most, be the best starting place I can think yeah. of. 
especially if you don't, especially if you're starting with a blank slate and you're not sure what's right. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you open these books and you're like, oh man, like this is a really cool wound. How can I make a character to fit this? But yeah. So, okay. We talked about our books. We talked about kind of when your character surprised you. I think that's pretty much everything I have to think or to say about this. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a funny anecdote about character development and I can't, not really. <laughs> so that, I guess that's, that's our funny anecdote. We, bye. Bye. So every other Friday, you can join us at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on Twitch for the live stream. And to see the upcoming schedule, you can check out our website at anditswriting.com. And a reminder that if you heard anything in the episode that interested you, please check out the show notes for links or information. Thanks for listening.